Going, Melanie? Oh, you know, it was a big day for dental hygienists yesterday. That was, that was, yeah, that was a. Uh... <laughs> Dude, Cannes Film Festival. I, I love the way that people were like, like, I'm really glad that Johnny Depp finally got the uh, the Cannes Film Festival seal of approval on this. Yeah, Cans. well, yeah, so we can mark. Are you, uh, uh, are you a Mexicans or a Mexican? Uh. Con. Con. Oh, con. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had I had to do it. I had to do it. You know I'm a you know I'm a disgusting pedant. You know I had to do this. Wow, is that what they is that what they call it in Montreal? Oh, con Film Festival. 
Uh, that's what it's called in France, where it's held, the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, okay. Let me let me be very clear. If you're the kind of person that calls it France when you're speaking in English, like just fucking jump off a cliff. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's France. Stop pronouncing it. Like I'm sorry. I I, I, I don't shit. call it France. I'm just saying. No, no. This uh, this is a side. This is a starting tangent, just so I can get in a bad okay. mood. Uh, like any right. like, there's a reason why you anglicize words. Like, people are like, oh, I just insist on pronouncing foreign words in a stupid, affected fucking accent. It's like, god damn it, dude. Like, just <laughs> fuck off. It's Jesus, like, right? You forget your no, mind it's all like, this morning? It's like me getting mad at, like, a French or, like, a fucking Japanese person because they're pronouncing something wrong in English. It's like, no, just stop being an asshole. Like, the only person mad at this conversation is you. No, I'm. This is a, this is a long. I, I I just get annoyed when people feel the need to be pedantic about not not so much like whatever con. It's it's fine, but when it's like really annoying. I, I like how they're... you made the exception for me because we're friends. I no, I, mean, I know you're talking even, about me. It's not even that shit. It, it's when it's like it's something really stupid. It's not even that shit. It, it's when it's like it's something really stupid, like calling it France, like calling it France. Yeah. <laughs> Like, come on now. For, like, just, just how many? Okay, how many people actually say France? France? I, there are many. Like, okay. I was listening to this like I'm... woman. Like, uh, she was like a historian. Uh, she was like doing like a uh, lecture, and she like and she like a very smart lady. But every time she called it France, and I was like, like, uh, like I like you, but my God, please just pronounce it France. It sounds so out of place. Pronounce it France. It sounds so out of place when you're like. How do you, so how do you feel when people say, how do you feel like when people, like Obama, you say Pakistan. How, how do you feel when, when people say that? Well, I mean, like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to politics. Okay, just, well, anybody. Let's say, let's say, let's say like, you and I were having a conversation and I said Pakistan. I feel like whatever. Like, I'm not going to push it. It's when it's, it's okay. France is just like an especially <laughs> annoying. It is like, obnoxious. I, yeah, it is I, I, so unnecessary. I like, thought oh, it was going to set you off, but I didn't think it was going to, it was going to do all this. Oh God. Here, hold on. I gotta, what, why is my OBS not being helpful? Usually it's, um, let's see. I'll just, okay. We'll just do the internal. All right. There we go. Yep. Uh, is, it, is it the tech problems that got you down, Rory? Oh, and by no, the way, no. to, the, to the audience and my co-hosts, my, my apologies for keeping you all waiting. Um, I uh, had some household stuff to attend to, so I uh, I was a little bit late coming in. My apologies to attend to, so I uh, I was a little bit late coming in. My apologies. So sorry about that. Yeah, no. Because I, I know you all were. I know you all were just chomping at the bit to weigh in on depth v heard once again. Oh, after one, yeah. after one whole year. No, this is the reason why we're talking about. It. I don't want to talk. Like, I didn't want to talk about it after it happened because it's for me. It's such an interesting. Like to give people a background on this. Like for me, it's such an interesting topic just because it has had the staying power that it has had. Yeah. Right. Like you know, I thought this was going to be like done. Like one. This was going to be like done. Like one and done. But like yeah. my God, and done. But like yeah. my God, it's continued on. It has discourse. not. It has not I, left the discourse. I would argue that that it is more prescient on the mind of like Twitter rad femmes than that even like Dobbs. Like honestly, like in terms of how much posting is done on it, like yeah, it seems, yeah, yeah. Well, Dobbs I mean, actually faded out of the public consciousness. I think very quickly. quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah, yes. which, again, I think part of it goes to the fact that, like, you know, people joke about, like, the owning the libs economy, right, in, in online media where, like, pissing off your opponent is sort of part of the, the gig, mm-hmm. right? But yep. my, the way I look at it, quite honestly, is that, like, that sort of jumped to every single platform now. Like, every single, um, I guess you would say, like, every single political avenue has just become, like, how much can you piss someone off? And because I genuinely think there are very few conservatives, at least ones that are active on Twitter, that really support the Dobbs decision. I mean, they'll say it, but they don't really, like, go to bat over it very much. At least not that I've seen. Like, they tend not to talk about it. Whereas, like, with this stuff, like, there are an active group of very, very, very just hardcore death heads out there. Uh, um, yeah, and who are and who are the hardcore death heads? Well, so this like, is the, the fundamental thing, and, and Q and I have said this quite often, but the personally between ourselves, but the the true like the the, the only way you can really understand because a, a lot of people seem to think that like uh, Depp v. Heard was sort of a, a battle of the sexes, and it's really not. No, it no, is. There Depp was v. Heard a lot of women women's supporting civil. Johnny. <laughs> oh, to the extent that one of the jurors during um, was asked to read out during um, during the case because there was a question about whether or not you know uh, this guy was biased, and it was because his wife sent him this deranged text. Not him. He was just on the jury. And he's like, look, I'm, I mean, I don't know. She's got this whole thing going on. But, like, just about how, like, you know, Amber is such a liar. This is just what they do to, like, you know, met, like, soft, thoughtful men. It's just, like, completely oh, nuts. Like, in, I want you like this. Thoughtful. That's a really polite way of saying twink. Yeah, well, that's part. That was his entire legal strategy. Was I am a twink? How <laughs> a twink like me could never do something like this. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It really is. Yeah. That was his yeah. his defense. Was essentially, I don't, I don't think. Again, and this is these are the two points we're gonna. I'm gonna make on this one. One is that I, I think that this is lightning in the bottle. A lot of people really freaked out about um, about Depp v. Heard in terms of like, oh, you know, Marilyn Manson is going to bring a case in the next couple of months. And like, it's going to be so it's going to be like, this is the beginning of like a huge rollback. And I kind of had to tell people like, this was not so much a legal victory as it was a PR victory. Um, now don't, not to, don't get me wrong. Like the Johnny Depp's legal team was very, I don't even know if skillful. It, it seems almost preternaturally skillful, which makes me think that I think the judge had a little bit of bias in the case. We'll get to this, but that's good. The first one is that this is very much, you know, unless you are talking about a specific, like the thing about Johnny Depp is that this strategy only really works if you are as popular and as famous and beloved, beloved. culturally as yeah. someone like Johnny Depp. It, Marilyn Manson, I understand he has his fans, but like, it was not the same level of of sort of devotion uh, that that Johnny Depp had. And to be clear, you know, Marilyn Manson did not succeed in his uh, defamation suit, right? Um, yep. Because again, as was to be expected, the, the the case was not heard publicly. It was you know um, it was not broadcast, which meant that this sort of weird 
media ecosystem that came along with uh, the Deaf Be Heard trial could like basically was starved of oxygen and content. It couldn't produce content the way that um, the way that uh, they did during the Deaf Be Heard stuff. It just it couldn't it couldn't make it right. Mm-hmm. So I guess my my takeaway from and this is my nuclear hot take on the uh, the Deaf Be Heard case because this is the this is the take that literally will win me zero friends. And that is that uh, as a critic of Me Too, I am on Team Amber. <laughs> okay. No, I'm I'm dead serious. Like okay. Because again, why? Because no, I'm, I'm why? Because, to hear. why? Yeah, because hear she ha- because she helped usher in the death of Me Too. Is uh, that why you're a fan? I mean, that's that's the only way I'll I'll support Amber is you know. Is well, here's so here's the thing about. <laughs> About Jeff Beard, and I'll say this, you know, as an attorney, um, regardless of whether what you think of her as a person, um, I don't really think that she should have lost that defamation case. Like, it just doesn't. I don't think Depp should have won. Like, it's very difficult to get a defamation case like to succeed in the U.S. and and basically, they're kind of her point was sort of like it, it almost seemed like both sides sort of agreed with each other on this. It was strange. It was. It was essentially their argument was that like, well, yes, Johnny Depp did hit her, but that was because she's a bad person. And also she like hit him, which is like, but that doesn't, you know, regardless of whether that's true or not, like that does not make her, a like that does not make the article she wrote defaming. And you can go and read the article, by the way. And I would, you know, recommend if you really are interested to go read it, because it is, I don't want to say it's, exculpatory to Johnny Depp, but it's certainly not overly aggressive towards him. Or I would, I would say it's not overly critical of him, if you get what I mean. And, and so the, okay. Go ahead. And, well, and so the point I'm trying to say is that the tactics that Johnny Depp's legal team used were actually very, the great irony of this case, especially the fact that like the, the, sort of people that backed their really like hardcore team heard is that Johnny Depp's legal team used a lot of the same strategies that I think are employed in Me Too's, right? Because again, you know, most Me Too's like the, the reality is that regardless of all the stuff that's said, you don't really know because most of the time we don't, especially if it's like a very publicly well-known person, nobody really knows the person that well. Like we, we can only guess from what we hear online. Right? We can only sort of guess and read into it. We can't really tell for certain. But to get around that, you know, you start to argue these sorts of weird side points, right? Like, for example, um, with this, with, you know, Depp v. Heard, it was like, well, you know, men are never, victim, male victims of abuse are never believed. And it's like, well, granted, I do think that that is, there is definitely a problem with, like, male victims of abuse not being heard uh, in a lot of parts of society or, or maybe not being taken into account or taken seriously, but that's not necessarily uh, a, a salient point in this argument, in this case. Like it's, again, the question is whether or not Johnny Depp hit her, like that's it. And, and whether or not, if that's true, then pretty much she has a, a free walk, right? If it's more likely than not that she, that, you know, a reasonable person would believe that Johnny Depp had in fact hit her, um, then the case should go to her. And, and again, keep in mind, like the U.S. has a very high bar for defamation. 
action, like a very high bar, mm-hmm. uh, thanks to the First Amendment, right? You have to be pretty, it has to be pretty severe to sort of fall under like actual defamation, right? Um, and because of that, you know, Johnny Depp's legal and PR teams both did a very good job to make sure that this case was as little about that as possible, right? So again, like all of the tactics that they used were the same sorts of tactics, right? And that, that are used generally in Me Too's, right? You know, instead of asking like, well, did this person do it? The question, the debate in the public sort of sphere becomes, um, are women believed when they make these accusations? Which, you know, regardless of your opinion on that, doesn't hide the fact that like, we still have to figure out like, well, whether or not this is actually true or whether it happened, right? It's not a, not every Me Too is a plebiscite or should be a plebiscite on whether or not women are believed in media. Because that's just, that's a, a very orthogonal question, right? But usually those are the questions that come to dominate this, right? And then, you know, it's, it became a lot of just people sort of venting off, a lot of personal anecdotes being thrown in. Like, again, when this was all happening, I, I checked my Facebook page and going back to the, the women's civil war, Exactly one person that I know on Facebook in like real life ever posted more than twice about, or only one man posted more than twice about Depp v. Heard. And in like pro Johnny Depp, I clicked on his profile and I was like, cause I, it was kind of weird. I'm like this, this guy is into it. He doesn't seem like it. And then I went to his wife's page. All just like Amber Heard is such a liar. Oh, oh God. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. that is not societal yeah. sexism. That is the rolling pin in action. This guy <laughs> does not want to post this, but he is being absolutely kicked into this. And and that's what it sort of felt like, right? Throughout all of this. You know, again, it's it's very interesting to see. I will agree with you, uh, honestly, that this is sort of the twilight of the Me Too era, where it's like, Nobody really knows how to address it because, again, and, and I know I'm, I'm kind of being all over the map with this, but one of the most interesting factors, because I went through over the, the year, I would, I would periodically check in on this, and I'd, I'd see that everybody seemed to be making the exact same arguments, but just on the opposite side. So it'd be like, you know, oh, well, you know, Amber Heard said this, and, and you know, that's the sort of, but, you know, she's the, you know, victims of abuse often lash out in ways that are unpredictable. And, and you know, you know, when you're in this situation, you, you know, victims can't be judged this way. But then you'd go on to a Johnny Depp, a pro Johnny Depp article or, or poster, and it would be the exact same argument. It'd be like, well, Johnny Depp said this, but, you know, victims of abuse are often, you know, forced. And they sometimes even cite the same psychi- psychologists about this stuff. And it's like, you guys are literally arguing the same thing at each other, right? But, but like, because the way that we've conceptualized this, right, where it's sort of like there's a victim and an abuser, and that's it. And they're mutually exclusive. One cannot be the other. The other cannot be the one. It's all about, like, very simple stri- – it's all about the power dynamics that each person really cares about, Um because again, it is oftentimes in these cases at 10,000 feet that everyone's looking at it, you know, they, so what ends up happening is 
because of that, like once somebody becomes a victim in the public consciousness, it's very, very difficult, if not almost impossible to dislodge them from that. Right. And that's what you see with Johnny Depp. Like there are some things that Johnny Depp said that are insane and that ordinarily I would say, like, well, that obviously like should clear him of like that, like that obviously should taint his testimony. Like that goes directly to his truthfulness. Right. But people would take that and, and would immediately just say, well, that's just a victim acting out and you can't judge what a victim would say from this far away. There's no such thing as a perfect victim, which is like, well, okay. But like, you know, at a certain point we do have to evaluate the truthfulness or untruthfulness of these people. Right. And, and so watching, especially that kind of fringe rad femme Twitter, try to find a way to like respond to this. Cause it was like, they were, they were searching for someone to get mad at that wasn't the side that was actively supporting Johnny Depp. It was very strange. Like I remember the day after the number of tweets about how like leftist men are, you know, leftist men are, are letting women down. And I'm like, who, who was following this? <laughs> oh, that like, was so good. Yeah. No, and, and yeah. like, you know, and it was funny because I, I was like chatting to a friend about it. And I'm like, you know, I like I, I don't even remember following the initial trial or the initial divorce in like 2016 when that all went down. And she's like, well, yeah, you're a man. You obviously wouldn't be following it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't follow it. <laughs> Most people I didn't. I, I don't care when celebrities get divorced. Yeah. And, and like just looking at this case, it's like these are just two deeply, deeply disturbed people <laughs> that like. Both need to be like in therapy extremely quickly. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just like, it's, but that in turn makes it into almost a Rorschach test, right. Of like who, like who you think, you know, it's like, who do you kind of side with almost comes down to like who you are. Right. And, and, and oftentimes that was the case with me too. Right. The same thing where it's like, do you, empathize with like a guy who's like just trying to like you know like a guy that's getting accused of something that like you know has is like struggling to argue against it or do you identify with a woman who's accusing you like that basically decided whether or not you believed someone or or you know didn't believe them or which side of the debate you fell on and that's that's tricky that's not necessarily the best way to handle cases like this as we basically found out in this case, right? Like, you know, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, I don't, I, I think that the, the way that we, that people talked about this case was extremely bizarre and very aggro, right? Like people were making like sea shanties on TikTok about like how Amber Heard like pooped in a bed, like just really wild shit where it's like, what? Like, what does this have to do with these allegations? You know, there's like, basically, by the way, just in case anyone needs to know, all of the stuff that was leaked on Johnny Depp and all of the stuff that, that was leaked on Amber Heard, 100% came from the other camp, right? That's like how this shit works in, in celebrity divorce trials or any kind of celebrity trial is the lawyers will actively seed, um, uh, they will actively seed like, uh, media outlets to drum up public attention on the 
case and, and, you know, try to influence a jury one way or the other. Right. I mean, that's, that's a very common strategy and that's why, yeah. And that's, that's why like um, when Amber Heard fired her initial legal team and hired on, I, I would argue a much better one. Um, she ended up getting her public relations team. I think she switched out as well. All of a sudden, like there was way more negative news about Johnny Depp as soon as they came in. And it's like, yeah, because she hired a more, arguably a more pugnacious legal team. Right. Mm. And yeah, nobody had a mild opinion about it. It was, it was insane. It was like, what, like, basically it was a bunch of guys logging onto Twitter, just seeing people going into like DEFCON one meltdown. And it's like, what? Dude, I saw Pierre Paolo Pasolini catch strays for Solo because apparently Depp and Manson had watched it. Like, so, like, all these, all these, I saw this young, one young woman who was like, you know, oh, this was just a sadistic film made for sadistic men. I'm like, okay, you've clearly never seen the goddamn movie. Wait, you what, don't know which what film? Solo. Solo. Oh my god! Oh my god! Shut yeah, up, Jesus! Even even, okay. even, even Solo caught strays. Oh, no, no, nobody, nobody. Yeah. yeah, nobody, nobody emerged unscathed from the histrionics of the way people oh, reacted no. to Depp and Heard. And the problem it was is, bad enough. It was bad enough the stray they caught off of the uh, the strength of Virgil Texas posting, but uh, Depp be Heard. That's even that's even worse. It was, yeah, it was a, a very, very weird time. And again, like leftist men were catching flack. And it was like, they point, and I, the, the only point I ever saw somebody actually like bring somebody of any substance was like, they mentioned at one point, like Chapo Trap House made like a scamber amber comment, like jokingly in passing, which again, can I just say, uh, say what you will about Depp's legal team, but Scamber Amber was that was uh, whew, that was a good one. That was I will definitely say the the pithy nature of names. Scamber, here's the thing: the you know the the reactionaries are just so much better at making up names. Scamber turd, unfortunately, Scamber turd just that, that will not a, be erased from the public consciousness. No, that 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 one stuck. Like I'm sorry, and and, and you gotta like again. Part that comes down to part of the reason why I think they were so successful is because they were very good at that pithy sort of like one-off statement. Whereas I do think the other side kind of had a little bit of like video essayist brain where they sort of went <laughs> a little verbose on their replies. And, uh, you know, a lot of very, how do I put this? Uh, very academic you might say responses to it, which did not help. Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. It, 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 both sides were completely like unable to, uh, like, dislodge themselves from the idea that neither of the two in this relationship were virtuous or heroes by any stretch. They were not innocent victims of the other. It pretty much seemed like they were both pretty vile people and vile people to one another, and. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, social commentary got wrapped up into what I think is a pretty open and shut case of a like a, a mutually abusive relationship that probably shouldn't have happened in the first place. And now all we're now all we're left with is just this like this lingering vitriol that I like uh, you know for uh, for 
I was going to say for guys that uh, had the the pro depth view, but again, I don't think it was anywhere nearly as many men as some of the uh, the pro herders made it out to be. I, I I would venture to say it was mostly women who are into this, and guys just kind of got oh. sucked into the tailwind of it. Oh yeah, like, like yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Go through but, and like, like look at some of the comments on like these yeah. things, and you will see it's. There, I'm not going to say that there's comment no from man. any. Any comments yeah. from any tweet having to do with Johnny Depp or Amber Heard, you're going to see just as many, if not more, women in it as men. But guys are in it too. But here's the thing: what, what guys did wrong though was try to hang the uh, they tried to hang an issue off of Johnny Depp like a lampshade, and that is like the underreporting and general social like apathy towards men who are abuse victims. If you're going to have a conversation, have it on its own merits, you don't want to hang that off of a celebrity ever. Especially not, especially not like, like Johnny Depp. And then and the, the thing, exact same yeah. thing happened in the other direction is that, you know, women are never believed. And then they hang it off of Amber Heard, who is like, nobody has to be a, a perfect victim by any stretch. But that's just not, that's not the best case for it. And also like, look, I'm, nobody is asking for perfection, but like, but like, the thing is like the idea of no perfect victim is Again, it's very that you're getting into very, very. There's, 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 uh, there's, there's no like, perfect victim. There's no perfect victim, and then there's like, there, there actually really wasn't a victim. They, they both just needed to be separated from one another. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's just this bizarre, awful relationship. Yeah, it's, I don't know, and, and so I guess. But you uh, know, sorry, just real quick, I want to make sure that because uh, Doctor Claw has yeah. been waiting for uh, for quite a bit, so I want to make sure that he, uh, the doc gets, uh, gets a word in. Go ahead, Doc. You can unmute. All right. So you guys must have been reading my mind when I saw the title of this show, because this is a topic that today, I just today, I saw a video of of Depp, you know, at the Cannes Film Festival, um, reacting to some of the pointed questions coming from, I think it was somebody at the Hollywood Reporter or Variety, basically about. Uh, do you feel you've been boycotted or you've been banned? And he made this really funny comment, I thought, about going to McDonald's and uh, oh, yeah. banning him. Yeah, I saw that. It was hilarious that he made that comment. And, you know, like you guys, I thought that these were two people who had no business being together in the first place um, that had either said or done some horrible things to one another. But I will say... That and this is a, this is the thing that will get me completely canceled is that <laughs> there is no way on God's green earth on Primus's metallic Cybertron that I am ever <laughs> going to be <laughs> Team Amber in this conversation and largely the reason for that um, beyond some of her own actions in this regard have really dealt with the corporate media reaction to this. We talk a lot about people on Twitter about the the, the, the deep depth supporters the deep Amber supporters, they don't have as much influence on the public, you know, thinking about this as I think people think they do. And not just here, but otherwise, when I saw the reaction to this in the corporate media, I got OJ flashbacks, you know, it, it ended up mm. one way, they thought it was going to be the other way. And the way that they were presenting this verdict was uh, in the ways of um, this is OJ for not- nurses. <laughs> And I also want to say 
No, somebody I think did train as Johnny Depp white people's OJ, and it's like, yeah, kind of yeah, was. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't just say white people. You have to say white women's OJ, really. And it, the thing is with that True. is you guys nailed it on the head. Um, I thought that the, over, the, the, the corporate media made it about men's, men's rights, men's rights activists, dudes online saying this. You had the usual suspects, Lorenz and now Ten Barge, Sonmez, those jabronis out here saying, uh, basically going at YouTubers and law tubers and how they influence the jury and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know about that, you know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but the. Oh, keep going. Sorry. The, so the and the you know the men always win angle, and all this time I the little bit of observation I was getting given was that I noticed that the Depp supporters were overwhelmingly women and a good number of them, many of them were, you know, people who had self-reported as having, you know, uh, abuse of different types, you know, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, things of that nature. Yeah. And I'd say they are completely mischaracterizing the public interest in this, this trial. And maybe it had to do with the kind of person, you know, the public persona of Johnny Depp, or they were just big Depp fans. But I, a lot of them were like, you know, I thought, you know, and this is kind of how I thought it was like, I thought, you know, Depp was, you know, a dirtbag or whatever. And then I started following this trial and everything. And I changed my mind about it. And like I said, mostly women dudes were not as interested in this as it was told in the corporate media. And all I could think of is how every time we have an outcome like this, that I guess whoever had put all this investment in Amber Heard or whoever else, they have to turn it against a scapegoat that makes no sense. Like when Hillary Clinton lost the election in 2016, instead of talking about the very real problems with neoliberalism going back to the 90s and before, the really, you know, the, the things, the promises of Obama that went down the toilet, um, the very real, um, if not if not completely justified animus that she had as a candidate, and just the way that somebody like Trump was able to sneak in there and take care of that. What did we hear about in the corporate media? Russia, 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 Russia. And like, you know, even when you factor in the usual suspects that coalesce around a candidate like Trump, I'm like, you know, I think comedians like um, Dave Chappelle put it best. It's like, they didn't need to tell us how to be racist. So... Also, the thing about Amber Heard, too, and this was also reminded me of the whole OJ topic, is that there were some things about her that you were not allowed to say or do. Like, we all talked, you talked about the poop joke, uh, the, the poop comments. Um, Chris Rock, named famously, when he was on the road doing the same material he did on his, le his latest special, had a joke about Amber Heard. And it was a classic, you know, Chris Rock kind of joke when he talks about celebrities. Amber Heard pooped in the bed? Oh, she guilty of everything! Believe all women except that woman, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. And then, and it got deleted from, he got like slammed by, you know, the same people we were talking about earlier, slammed by the same people we were talking about earlier. Um, and he had to delete that from his, uh, his repertoire. And I'm like, well, he does jokes about other celebrities. What makes her so special? I had never, well, I didn't normally say I'm not never. I, there are some that I'm not going to mention on this call, but maybe if you catch me in DMs or outside, I'll talk to you about it. I have not seen the degree of goalpost moving and plea copping for somebody in her position ever, even if it was somebody that had less dubious situations going around them. I have never seen them go to bat for anybody as much as they've seen, uh, seen the go for her. Like, they had so much investment in 
that that outcome not happening. I think the entry points for me on this whole thing were a couple of things. The corporate media response was one. The UK case and some of the things that came out of that and then the whole detail about how the UK case wasn't really Johnny versus Amber. She was just a material witness in there. It was about him versus the son who outright called him a wife beater. But then there was a lot of conflict of interest things like the the, the judge was... His son was he had some kind of employment at um, Mur one of Murdoch's companies that runs the son and all this other stuff. He should have been on his case. Um, and I was, but it was some of the details that came out, like the the, the degree of awfulness that I was like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't exactly what we've been sold by the public here. And I just kind of watched from the sidelines. And then when when you know when this happened, it was just kind of strange to see the disconnect between corporate media and the people who were really investment invested in this sort of thing. And I, I can't help but think that this is just like a, a byproduct of the kind of stuff that started in the nineties with OJ and other cases, like, you know, the way that the corporate media and tabloids run neck and neck with one another, leaking stuff to the press, doing this kind of thing because they have a particular opinion on it, or they want to be aligned with particular opinions on this sort of thing. And you're not really getting truth out of this. You're really just getting, you know, what makes their profit, what what is le most profitable to them. And on the debt topic, this is another reason why I find kind of interest in this case. You know, the, I mentioned the Hollywood Reporter before. Um, hit Variety in uh, Variety and Hollywood uh, Hollywood Reporter also. Rolling Stone, also Billboard, even though I don't think Billboard does much reporting on this sort of thing. All of those outlets are owned by the same media corporation, Penske Media. And they do not deviate from one another when it comes to this. So that's what you, and I think even they have deadline Hollywood in there. So when you see all these negative depth headlines when they're just you know, reacting to some crap he did at the film festival, you gotta realize that it's coming from the same corporate structure. Um, it's not independent like outlets, you know, putting this stuff together. So I've always found that kind of interesting as well when you talk about yeah, this. I mean, One final note before I hop, I want to say this. The other reason why I could not, you know, under any good consciences, go uh, Team Amber on this whole thing is because of her, and I think you, you'll feel me on this, her association with one Eve Barlow. When I saw that shit come uh, up in there, I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Fartlow. No, 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 no. I only recognize Fartlow in this house. Sorry. It was amazing. That just, like, that came out of nowhere. It was like. That was amazing. Randomly in a court yeah. filing, someone was like, wait, hold on. Barlow? Is it the same one? And it was like, yep, it's the yep, exact same, same one. And every, Yeah. No, halfway through, like, this case just randomly dropped that, like, Amber Heard was dating Eve Barlow. <laughs> like, and Eve Barlow is apparently just in the court, like, making a scene. <laughs> to the extent that the judge had to, like, she's like, you can't pass Amber, like, you can't pass uh, the defendant notes from the bar. Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, unless you're at the attorney's table, you can't, like, pass notes from the audience to them. And she was like, just would not stop doing that, apparently. So the judge was like, either you can, oh, we're going to send you to sit at the back of the room, or you're just not going to be able to be in the courtroom, period. Amazing. Amazing. Out of nowhere. Um, uh, who is Eve Barlow? She is a, like, kind of just weird Zionist activist just this reporter. insane Zionist activist, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, no, that was like that was was Zionist activist. What, yeah. what did she say? Like her own personal Holocaust was seeing somebody with a Palestinian flag on their decal. Oh, so it wasn't. It was, like it was no. She's not like that. She's not that insane. But she's it was no. She basic. has had some wild takes, bro. It, nothing. Like, Nothing so like that's my personal holocaust. It's more like I was like having a panic attack when I saw an, a free parking sign because I thought yeah, it said like free palace. Free palace sign. Yeah, it's stupid stuff like that. Where it's it's not quite. No, she has compared like Palestinian liberation to the Holocaust. On, on oh, all occasion. the time, but like yeah. not. Yeah. No, no. It's I, just, yeah, she would never say like my personal holocaust was like being seen. Like was like seeing a pal. Like that's that that's like there's. I would say there are definitely Zionists that are like that, but they're very dumb. Like yeah. they're even like that's like like what is his name? Arsene Atrovsky. That's the kind of guy that would post something like that. Yeah. Well, I just uh, want to tell Doctor Claw that I would never cancel someone who knows so much about music and who coined the term gyno pessimism. Like, sorry, we're never getting canceled yeah, here. You're, all, you're always yeah. welcome. <laughs> Gano pessimism, that, that's such a great term. I, I yeah. actually use it in my personal life. Melanie you, and I use it all the time when we talk to each other. Like, yeah. there's but there's really gyno, just no better. Came more. up with gyno pessimism. Gyno pessimism. That was that was Doc. Yeah, Dr. Clark came up with that one. Oh. Yeah, Afro pessimism, but for radical feminists. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, God, gyno pessimism for sure on this one where it's like it, it's just people like sitting around just like having like a, a meltdown and it's like okay but like instead of treating this because i do think that there's like definitely lessons to be learned like if you are a if you're the kind of person that like that, or if you're like a very much like a, a sort of like a, a feminist or you know you find yourself on the amber heard side of things like there's a lot to be learned about how how to handle and like what to be aware of on on the side of this case but the problem is it actually requires going out and listening to what johnny depp people are saying and that's something that i don't think they've been doing like i really don't think they've they've been mostly kind of regurgitating the same points because again one thing uh, actually, we should do that. What is the definition of gyno pessimism? Uh, I mean, I would say, you know, in uh, in analog to Afro pessimism, the belief that uh, the belief that misogyny is an already always existing feature uh, across all societies. Uh, and men that, are inherently sexist and violent, and nothing's ever going to change. So, and I that mean, it shall never be. It yeah. shall never be overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, and and yeah. that's I mean, <laughs> soil remembers. <laughs> okay, that's uh, oh god, I wish Rennie and Jamel were here to see that one. Uh, an Afro, uh, uh, god, this really like just whacked that Afro pessimist a while back was talking about how like you know even after the end of humanity, even after you know the end of mankind. Uh, anti-blackness will still exist in the earth because the soil will remember. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so the cool. dirt. The dirt that our nourishment grows out of is just going to push its way up out of the soil. Right? It's, it's going to push flowers uh, yeah. up out of the soil, and when the flowers Every open up and bloom, they're going to say, "Fuck them niggas." 
<laughs> so, swell oh, memories. Jesus. It's like water memory, but for like racism. <laughs> it's it's yeah. racist or it's racism homeopathy. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about um, you know I don't want to I don't want to go too like too deep into radical feminism. I do kind of want to talk about uh, you know, Melanie's take about uh, you know the uh, the death knells of Me Too or the beginning of the end of Me Too, which is that like there's the idea that uh, that that uh, that gender-based uh, antagonism, you know, whether it's uh, misogyny or women hatred or whatever you want to call it, um, uh, male male and female violence, the idea that all of that is completely, like, bounded up within humanity itself, that it's, it's just, like, it's located in the Y chromosome, which is, I mean, a lot of them will just straight up say that, yep, if you have a, a Y chromosome, you, you automatically hate women and, you, you know, you are, you are violent, uh, which is also inherently transphobic, but let's get away from that for a second. If you honestly believe that, like you honestly believe that, like you know, men are irredeemable, and that mankind simply cannot advance, or humankind cannot advance until uh, we do away with maleness. All right, well then, there's just there's only one thing you can do. Like if we're if we're going to talk about, for example, like say class struggle, well, class struggle ends when you abolish the bourgeoisie. And in the same vein, if like if you're going to like set up this antagonism between genders as like the primary antagonism, well, the only thing that you can do is just kill all men. And it sounds like. It, you know, it might, might sound like funny or it might sound like pithy just saying it, but it's like, no, you, you actually have to kill all males. You have to be willing to, like, push little children, like little boy children in front of subway trains. You have to be willing to, like, grab your neighbor's child out of the house and drown them in a creek. You have to snatch a babe off its mother's breast while it's suckling and dash its brains out with a flat rock. Like, unless you want to do that, then shut the fuck up. Sorry, I kind of zoned out there and came back at a very weird time, but all right. Um, <laughs> no, I will say, though, like, that is, like, and that was the funniest thing about this, where, like, again, it was, like, look how disgusting the can't, like, these, the, oh, sorry, the cons, the, the cons. Con, draw, con. The con, con draw. Yes, it's silent, it's con. Yes, oh, the cons draw. The cons. But, but they were, you know, they were talking about how, like, all these people in the Cannes Film Festival were all these actors and these Hollywood bigwigs. The thing that I think that people were kind of not really, like, because I, I watched, like, a video about it, and there were, like, hundreds of fans outside for Johnny Depp, and they were, like, all women. Yep. It's like, again, this is not, this is a women's civil war. If you, well, like, I mean, the, the director, the director and starring, like, the lead actor... Of the film that he was there for, um, which is like a, it's a film about Louis the Fifteenth. Yeah, uh, what was it? it was, what was it called? Oh, uh, Jean du Barry. So, oh, <laughs> it's there we go listen. It's a French. It's a French name. <laughs> if I say Jean du Barry, it's like it, Jean du Barry. Anyway, so uh, it was a. It's a. It's a woman um, director and lead actor in the film. Who, by the way, she's also getting sued for spitting on a spitting on a on a reporter. Uh, she's actually being taken to court for assault, I believe. But um, it, given that, like, there's you know this uh, this 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 huge audience of women that are you know waiting for Johnny Depp to show up, uh, that the, uh, the lead actor's a woman. Even the you know the director of the festival was like, yeah, sorry, this is just really outside of my wheelhouse. It's not for me to to talk about. And you know, a lot of people were really upset about this, but unfortunately they had to hold their, they had to hold their fire because there are no public protests allowed in Cannes. 
I don't know if you guys knew that. Like, you can't actually nope. do public protest there. Nope. Right? Not allowed. And funny enough, funny enough, so the person that was actually leading the uh, the anti-con hashtag, he fart low. Uh, so the hashtag really? was, yeah, the hashtag was, uh, can, uh, can we not? Like, con, C, oh, and yes, yeah, can we not? Yeah. Con, we not. And these All bitches, they could do is just like. And these right. bitches wonder why they lose. They wonder why they lose. <laughs> you want to know why you lose? Because you can't come up with a catchy fucking hashtag. <laughs> it's, it's. Yeah. Uh, so I get it. Scamper Amber. It just sticks in your head. I can't exactly. not think about it. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, their their pithy phrases don't work. But it's it's to me like the uh, you know the you had the you know the the the, the woman director. You had all these like uh, these these women fans that were like just like clawing their way to the front of the uh, to the front of the crowd to be able to like catch a glimpse or even like breathe the same air as him. And in the West, you just have all these fucking like angloids just coping and seething in the uh, in the timeline and i'm like this is uh, this is actually like a pretty good representation of like how power works is that like yeah. yeah people who actually show up show up and people who are mad about it post and that's pretty much it mm. and that's why you'll and, never win you will never and, win and, you know going i think further into I, I do think that this is sort of the and again kind of going back to what i said at the beginning where you know, it's, it's almost as if like this trial has had more of a grasp on the most on the most absurd and radical feminists on Twitter than than something like the Dobbs decision has. I would say 100 percent. Right. I, I've seen certainly I've, I've seen I don't consistent, see yeah. anywhere near as much like uh, if I was if I log in on, uh, to Twitter on the average day, I, I don't see anywhere nearly as much posting about the Dobbs decision as I do about that be heard. Like not, yeah, it's not even orders of Orders of magnitude. Orders of magnitude higher. And it's because, again, I, I think the problem is that we have a movement now that is being headed largely by social media influencers, right? And because yeah. you make money off of this kind of like insane confrontation on the internet, and because but frankly- do they, make, do they make money though? Do they? Because I don't know about some that. Some of them do. I mean, the, the ones writing these, these navel-gazing articles absolutely do. Like, I, I think that, uh, do you know, I don't know if you know how much people get paid for these online articles, but like, uh, I mean, not for like, you know, like there's, I would say like, you write for, you write for slate. You'd be lucky to get $200. Oh, yeah, it's you'd be lucky. Bucks. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not really like, you're not making bank off of this shit, but I mean, there were like, and that's, and that's like slate. If you're, if you're writing for, I mean, first of all, like Buzzfeed and vice, like they just got rid of their, their news divisions. So good luck with that. But like, yeah, there, to to be honest, I think a lot of people are workshopping their takes and workshopping their ideas in the hopes that this kind of economy still exists. And unfortunately, it's gone. It's actually gone now. Well, yeah. and keep in nope. mind that most these most of these people are in like even if they're they're influencers, right? Like it's they're they're trying to become influencers. They're trying to build social cachet, and the way you do that is to ride trends. Is not to consistently move towards any particular goal. And quite frankly, like the when it comes to Dobbs, like if any, if you sit down and take a look at any public um, opinion poll about supporting like access to abortion, you're going to find that both it is not a gender split. Like there are like overwhelmingly both men and women in this country are in support. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, especially amongst like 
under 50, which is most of yeah. the people on the internet, right? So, yeah. you know, instead of going, wow, here we have this, this movement, right? This, this issue that everybody agrees with us on is tied up with us that we could definitely make headway on. And yet they don't really seem to like push very hard on it online. Like they really don't. They, and they're focused on this much more, you know, instead we're having like these weird takes about DoorDash. I've seen more consistent discourse about DoorDash than about Dobbs. I mean, seriously, yeah. like in some of yeah. these. Well, here's the thing, because with, uh, with Dobbs, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. Like, I, I know we can, you know, uh, circle around this for however long that we need to, but at the end of it, who is there, who is there to yell at? Right. With DoorDash discourse, there's someone to yell at. With that be heard, there's someone to yell at for what either what they're doing or they're not doing. Like I saw people getting yelled at for not leftist men. I shouldn't say people, it's leftist men. Leftist men getting yelled at for not voicing their opinion on that be heard. Like not coming out openly and supporting Amber Heard. So it's like if you shut the fuck up, you get yelled at. If you say something, you get yelled at. But uh where it comes to the Dobbs decision. Who's there to yell at? Because, as you said, most people, like the vast majority of people, support a woman's right to choose. The vast majority of people support, uh, you know, freedom and unfettered access to abortion. So who who is there? Who does here to yell at? It's just politicians and the courts, and both of those institutions are compl- like they are so they're disconnected from. Online. They are so disconnected from the American public, and yeah, absolutely, they're they're disconnected from the online sphere. There is no manager to call. Like most of the conservatives online don't even really talk about it, and so because no. it, it, because no. it cannot be used. Well, I mean, they to, moved on. Yeah. They moved on from that, so now they're talking about the trans issue because there's there's always got to be some sort of there always has to be a yeah. cultural fight to win. Unfortunately, though, unfortunately, they tend to win these fights because they know that their opponents don't have any ability to stay on topic. They don't have the ability to plant the, their flag uh, in a political cause and stay there. Well, yeah, I mean, I touched on this last week, but Me Too was essentially a, you know, giant struggle session, circle jerk, people, you know, vocalizing what happened to them. Okay, great. You know, one guy or two goes down or gets fired or a couple of them do. And but there was no goal. There was no objective. It didn't change material conditions for women. It didn't stop abuse from happening like. So, yeah, I very much marked that standing ovation yesterday as the absolute, you know, final bell on yeah. me, too. It's over. It's done. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like the apotheosis. And, and, and you know, I, I think the, the reality all you gotta, is... All you got to do, all you got to do for anything, really, not just, you know, me, too, accusations or anything like that. All you have to do with anything is just wait it out. Wait it, wait out. it out. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like don't admit anything. That's the other thing. Like I, I, the number of times that I just see people like, like trying to apologize and trying to like, and I'm like, no man, like that's not, these people aren't looking for an apology. They're looking for someone to get mad at Mm -hmm. and stay and stay stay mad at like, there's no apology you can make. There's nothing you can actually say to get them to not be mad. They just want to be mad and and, and consistently mad. You're just a penance totem at that point. So I just want to make sure that uh, uh, that uh, Tony Stark's got a chance to say something. He's yeah, go ahead. A while. Hey, what's go going ahead, on, fellas? How you doing, Melanie? Hey, we good. Good. Man, 
so it's funny to me because I didn't take a side because it just seemed like white people business, and I usually don't, you know, get invested yeah. in that anyway. But it was we, just we, are, we already had we already had the, <laughs> no we had Tory Lanez and Megan The Stallion to think about you know that we exactly, already had our you know what I mean yeah. like we had, we had all black business going we had you know I wasn't really too into that but however it was always funny to me that when people I feel like people fundamentally misunderstood what Me Too was about it wasn't about outing predators it was saying we can be predators and abusive too that's why two or three of the people that started it are have been either outed as abusers. Or messing with kids, and that's why it's just very funny. Hold on, Asia, Asia Argento, and who else? Asia Argento, and um, what's the other chick? Um, Demi Lovato, whatever, whoever the hell the other, whatever, because it's three. It was, Ro- it was Rose, it was Rose McGowan, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's Rose McGowan, Asia Argento, and who else? Uh, Chrissy Teigen. No, no, it wasn't Chrissy no. Teigen. No, who's the other? Oh no, she was like she was like kind of a hanger on. I mean, she like helped build her profile on it, but I don't remember her being like uh, like. Uh, no, who's the one? Who's the other one? Like, um, down to be, like the shit that they say men are. Alyssa like. Milano. Melissa Milano. Yeah. There we go, Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Alyssa Milano cut. What? I don't know what she got dinged for. She got dinged for something though too. It came out on Twitter, and I was like, "Ooh." Yeah, Asia. Asia. Well, here's the thing. Asia Argento is the one who Anthony Bourdain married, and the young man that she was preying on was that. That's kind of like that affair was what drove him over the right. edge. Like she is, she is an absolute right. Fucking but my, piece of oh shit. It, no, yeah. you know what it was is the fact that those two at uh, Rose McGowan they never said anything about her. They were completely silent on the issue. It's like so you did exactly what you accused men in Hollywood of doing about abusers. Oh yeah, they 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 were. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, like, oh, which I'm like, that's nothing. what me too is about. We can do. We can be yeah. just as awful as the men. Which I'm like, men, we already knew that. And I mean, uh, Rose, Rose McGowan. I, I, yeah. There's plenty of predatory women in showbiz. Of course. <laughs> but you know what the thing uh, is? The thing, that, yeah. the thing I tell radical feminists about is the fact that I already know men are better people than women, specifically for this one reason. Because my cousin got locked up for 14 years over some stuff, over a guy she was dating did, and he basically lied to court, said it was her idea. Right? So I've seen both visiting booths on both sides because you know everybody all the dudes in my family been to jail at least or prison at least once so you know i've seen the visitor room on both sides visiting room for men always packed you might even not even get to see your relative because it's not even enough seats when i went to go see my cousin down for 14 years it was just me and her older sister that's it nobody else came to visit her and guess what those visiting rooms were usually 70 percent of the time i went there mm-hmm. we were the only people in the visiting room the only people no because here's the thing when men encounter bad women who do stuff like that we actually discard them from society we do not go visit them we do not send them money we do not give a shit we're like you know what you did to end up there because women don't get in trouble like that versus men like one in three black men have been arrested before versus one in 19 black women so you have to like actually fuck up in a way that's undeniable to end up in that situation. And men have no problem going, yeah, fuck them. Versus women, you have serial killers that get fucking mail bags, fucking huge bags of mail every week from women. Like, yeah, I know he cut up his last three girlfriends, but you know his smile. Like, Aww. y'all are insane. 
mean people. <laughs> oh, we're going serial killer groupies. Oh my god! <laughs> like y'all no, I don't know, man. Because um, I be see, I be seeing the way that men post underneath. Was it Twitter account like Prison Honeys or something like that? Yeah, but here's the thing, though. No, nobody and, actually yeah, done anything in the material yeah. world. No one's actually saved any of these women in real life. But versus that dude, that dude actually ends up marrying an actual heiress, and like I know, like, man, I, I don't know. I, mean, I see, I see some of them pictures, and I'm like, I could save her. Yeah, I, I, I can save I her. I'm just feeling the same way, but we, I don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it. But I, I think it, <laughs> and that's the difference. Men can have our intrusive thoughts. We don't actually write the fucking letters. <laughs> You know, it's I really mean, funny because I've I've heard that uh, I've heard that point raised before that uh, you know when when men go to prison you know they get uh, they get uh, visits like they get visits in prison yeah. all the time, but when women go to prison they don't get any visits. And, no one gives a fuck. But behold, like, behold up, behold up, behold up, huh? hold up, hold up, hold up. But it, it, it the way that it's seen it presented is that like yeah because we coddle you know society coddles men, black people coddle men, and they discard women. And I guess I, I can see it from your point of view as well, i.e., well, if they did something really bad to fuck up and then end up in prison, why go to visit them? At the same time, I don't know. I don't know, dog. I, I, I kind of feel like if one I, of my women relatives ended up getting incarcerated, doesn't matter what it was for. That's that's still my flesh and blood. I would still go visit. Yeah, I agree. That's why I, I was always going. I, it was just, like I said, yeah. it was me and her older sister. But my point is, though, is that men actually do do that discarding. And for all that radical feminism talk, they're not going either. They're not going to visit these women either. And I know this because I Ooh. was literally visiting the, my cousin there. They weren't in these rooms going to see these random women and making sure they, you know, holding it down in the name of feminism and all that. Meanwhile, on the men's side, you would have, like, literal active gang members going to see their OG. Like, they're not related to that man by no blood. They just... You know what I'm saying? But, like, they, they literally yeah. hold an ideology worth going to go hold somebody down in prison over versus, like, what are these radical feminists doing? All these rooms are still empty. So they really ain't actually living that practice because they're not actually in practice and in community. With you know, that's really funny. I never thought about it that way. It's almost like it's like, it's like the WA, it's like the WNBA argument. Like yeah, like theory, y'all don't right? actually go. So like, yeah, them. so it's like if if you yeah, it's like well if 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 you were upset that nobody's going to go visit women in prison, I mean you could do that. Mm-hmm. You know you could go. Well, I also think it's just like there aren't as many women in prison. Like you actually have to do. No, no, like, no. It's it's yeah. it's uh, it is very it's uh it, and this is across like Western countries. It is a very low percentage of women that end up in prison. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. the thing, though, too. I think that's why people are just like, you had to have been on some bullshit. For real, for real. But, yeah. like, the yeah, thing so is, which is, though, not to, which is not to say there aren't cases where women are, like, railroaded into prison. But, it does happen all the time. Thing, though, but, men, yeah. men have always run a judiciary. So when we throw in somebody in prison, we're basically saying, as men, we got to get this motherfucker out of here. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. women are still like, that's, that's what I said about Varg. We brought him back. And it's like, what? <laughs> 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 oh, Varg. You know, I would, I, I would visit Varg in prison. <laughs> think about how. Listen, think about how. Varg, Varg got his. How. What is his his autist girlfriend? He literally calls her like an autist on his street. Yeah. About what society would have lost if Varg got a life a life behind bars, no chance of parole. Think of what, what we would have lost out on. 
you know? Dude, you know what? Like, it, was I, like, it was in Swedish prison, dude. He could probably post from Swedish prison. I feel like this, though, too. I feel like this, though, too. All these dudes talking about what to agitate out of jail and all that. I was like, first of all, that's the ladies, bro. Y'all not going to be doing this. As men, you're not going to be openly ruining a prison like that. That is feminine energy to me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. To do what now? You, like, you, you, like uh, I feel like just like this rooting for Andrew Tate to like get out of prison and evade them charges. Oh, versus, like, I've always Tate, grown uh, up with man. men who are like, yeah. nigga, you know you did that shit, man. You better go ahead and do that time. And you know what I'm saying? Do you your time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we just yeah. acknowledge the guilt versus they're just not even like on that level. I was like, that's feminine energy. Only women be trying to just sidestep <laughs> all the evidence <laughs> to like make their admiration known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Men will, men will do that. Fifty Cent meme. Oh, he did that shit. Guilty yeah, he did fuck. that shit. <laughs> oh yeah. And by the way, Andrew Tate. Can I just say, one hundred percent in prison because of tax evasion. Yeah. Like I actually like I. One of my friends is like I have a Romanian friend who's actually an attorney, and he was like that. I was chatting to him like a couple months ago, and he's like, "Yeah, no, this is like a hundred percent. Like basically, just as a, a little tip for anybody that follows the news, if anyone." If you ever hear a case of human trafficking being brought in like a court, like human sex trafficking, nine times out of ten, there's a very sketchy tax evasion case behind it. You know what it is, though, too? Because and the thing that's that's crazy about like these governments are like, look, you want to do crazy criminal shit. Do that. Just make sure you pay the tax. Like you want to pay your taxes. Yeah. And and I think it's money laundering, too. (laughs) Yeah, because again, like well, here's is, the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Like the IRS, the IRS. There's a section on the IRS website that states very clearly, we don't care where the money is coming from. We don't care if you're pushing dope. We don't care if you're pimping. We don't give a fuck what it is that you're doing. Pay your taxes. Whatever kind of foul shit you're on, pay your taxes. It. Pay your taxes. Yep. That's the two things. That's why they say there's only two things guaranteed: debt and taxes. Because people yep. want their fucking money. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no. But it's these fellas again. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, Anytime. I missed the uh, earlier yeah. this week because I uh, started a new job and all that. So, congrats. Yeah, congratulations. It's always happy yeah, to hear from congrats. you. Yeah, I might, yeah. I might have to hit you up at some point because your your boy is. Uh, I'm 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 having to move from like the operations side of tech to the engineering side. I'm like operations is dead in the water. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, no. I'm jumping, I mean, all that's pretty much. Yeah, I can feel the away. flames licking around my feet. And I got to yeah, jump off the Yeah, I mean, the ship. all of that's basically yeah. being abstracted away, either through AI orchestration of information, informatic systems. Like, you don't really build anything anymore. With these microservices, and they're already dockerized and all that, you're really just really running, like, Lambda functions and all that nowadays. Yeah. It's all so, this yeah, ser- I, I serverless gotta... architecture shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting on the engineering side. I'm getting the fuck out of operations. Well, yeah, just right, hit man. me up on uh, Twitter yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we can have a chat. Absolutely. All right, bro, take it easy. All right, it's man. Good time to be like a corporate bankruptcy attorney. I'll put it like that. Um, I know. You, yeah, you've got like just just the most amazing countercyclical job of all time. Um, but yeah, no. Um, getting back to what we were talking about. Um, anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I would say with all of this, you know, it, it, to kind of get back. Um, oh God, get back to what Doc was saying. Um, one thing about this case is that the way. The fact that it became about like kind of a sort of a, I guess, like a signal, a signaling about how to put it like kind of a plebiscite about how 
male abuse is viewed in the media. I don't think that was random. I definitely think that was, again, an attempt to turn what is frankly kind of a straightforward legal case into something much more complicated and contentious, which is sort of par for the course for this kind of thing, right? Like, again, you know, with nine out of 10 Me Too's, what is the ultimate only outcome you can really get from it is, um, I don't know, right? I don't know the answer. I really don't because I wasn't there. I don't know the people. And I don't like it's, you know, I have to make this decision at like 10,000 feet. So instead of becoming about those specific people, it has to be about, you know, men in general. And so again, you always end up hitching your post to extremely kind of negative people. And, and one other thing I want to add uh, going off of uh, what Tony Sarks was saying you know, I, I think that one thing that I saw that people were kept posting was like, oh, and yet, like, people say, like, false accusations, like, hurt men. And I'm like, well, they kind of do still. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, they, like, the fact, like, there are definitely, like, men who are putting, like, double digit, you know, terms in prison over this shit. Like, just because Johnny Depp, like, a celebrity got off in it, at, like, a civil trial does not mean that like this concept existed again it's a battle being fought out over celebrities which let's be honest it always was it's it's really just me too returning to its roots of just being well, celebrity shit yeah well there's something else you have to consider too the definition of what constitutes abuse has suffered semantic collapse right so like yeah. Being rude to someone on Twitter, they can turn around and say, oh, you're being abusive towards me. Like, no, I'm not. I'm just telling you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's this weird idea that there's like power, like that essentially you can analyze power, like who has power in a relationship. I, I really have hated the the sort of like weaseling of that term into how we look at it because Again, you don't really know who has the power in a relationship until you're in a relationship. Like, that is yep. very context-sensitive. Like, there are people who, like, you know, you can't really tell until you're there, right? So, like, the idea that basically when people say power, what they kind of just mean is men. Like, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that you get a situation where somebody would say that a more successful woman has a power structure. Because, again, you can you can make it fit whatever sort of position you want. Like, and ultimately at the end of the day, you know, if you, if nothing else, you can just say, well, he's physically larger than her, which is sort of like, eh, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if that makes sense in every case. Right. So, yeah. you know, it was, oh, I mean, yeah. Asian, Asian minor threat got that like right, yeah. nailed it right on the head. Time's yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Bourgeois women, bourgeois women telling our stories. Well, that's yeah. that's all it was ever for. I mean, here's, here's all, the thing. The, all that voicing as... supposed to help working class women? No, of course not. It was just you know, angling for consultant and media jobs. Much as with um, you know radical feminism, it like Times Up and Me Too was more or less, and I, I, I think you know, Me Too getting chucked out with the laundry, or, or chucked out with the uh, with, with the trash. Um, for Andrew Cuomo of all fucking people, it kind of it kind of showed that the like the entire enterprise was basically rich white women negotiating their 
social and career positions with rich white men. That's pretty much all mm -hmm. it was ever about. And then recruited everybody else into this movement that had no intention of giving them any benefits out of it whatsoever. Which is how you had people with no power, you know, just regular people so profoundly invested in the outcome of debt be hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I, I mean, I would literally see people post like this will affect, you know, cases for, you know, unknown women. And I'm like, you think it's easy prosecuting a case of abuse now for women? Because it's not. And I don't think Amber, you know, winning or losing will, you know, sway that one way or the other. Yeah. And, and it's also like, you know, everybody was celebrating about how uh, what Marilyn Manson's case got. Um, and it wasn't dismissed, but he was ruled against. And it's like, okay, well, and then, and now they're like, well, you see, like instantly it's almost as if like, they just sort of erase that from their memory. And they're like, no, no, this always happens. This is the end of the world. Even though it's like, well, wouldn't you really say this is more of like a one-off and maybe in, in retrospect, or you could say, well, this was wall. Like, I mean, I, I'm trying to take like the Amber Heard people's side here, maybe more. And, and just to say like, could you not like look at this and just say, well, this is sort of a one-off uh, lightning in the bottle, like a, a unique kind of celebrity who I don't think we're going to get for a while. Right. I don't know if there is another Johnny Depp like figure, maybe Henry Cavill, maybe, maybe. And even him. What did Henry Cavill do? No, no. I mean like a, 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 an actor of that like level of social and it's not even really him. I'm, I'm just saying the closest one that we have okay. like there's no real actor that sort of transcends like like a real movie star as opposed to like yeah cavill doesn't have the longevity in his career that depp has no he doesn't like, none of them no. do no or like tom like really the only the only true movie stars left i think are tom cruise and johnny depp that might be it nope keanu reeves nope here's the thing nope. in order to be an actual Reddit movie guy. star they like they have to be so far removed from the average person in terms of, of like relatability that they almost like transcend humanity in a way. This is something that I think we kind of did away with in the, in the 2010s when every every actor tried to be relatable. You know, like mm. gen, like what's her uh, Jennifer Lawrence like, talking about like gas and like scratching her ass on a fucking rock in Hawaii somewhere, or like you know Chris. God, any, any, pick a Chris, any, any, any of them like telling their story, their, you know, ridiculously self-deprecating stories that they made up on the spot. Like they're just, they're not actors anymore. They're not, sorry, they're not movie stars anymore. They're actors. Uh, they're people, but people try to relate to them as if they're everyday folks that they just got off the phone with and not like oh. somebody that you can't afford to breathe in the same air as, that they, that they do. Well, yeah, it's, also that that's also PR. I mean, the whole relatability maneuver was definitely yeah. a, you know, a means to get, you know, the public to just, you know, relate, become also, more invested. I, I just think that like a movie stars can't really survive the streaming era. Like that's the thing I notice about Tom Cruise and like Johnny, like the last of the really big stars are all people that kind of peaked right before streaming services showed up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I saw yeah. I saw the new Mission Impossible trailer. I'll see that. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. There's like there's not very many. Uh, like there's nobody making a new like 
series of Mission Impossible movies or even movies similar. It's all like this. It's just Marvel movies now. And, well, and yeah. the thing about Marvel movies is they're designed to have replaceable actors. That's exactly. the other thing. Yeah. Right, no, right. You're going to see Captain America, not Chris Evans. Yes. Right. Which is exactly what uh, Anthony Mackie said. I mean, he, he's and he was correct. been on point with these criticisms is that now we don't have acting is not a career per se. You're basically just, you're filling a role, not just in terms of like you're being cast in a role, but you're just filling a slot for long-term franchises. You, mm. you don't actually, you don't actually end up having your own career. People recognize you as the one role you played. Think of like Harrison Ford, for example, Harrison Ford. We know him as Jack Ryan. We know him as Indiana Jones. We know him as Han Solo. So on and so like he's, you know, played multiple uh, you know, high-profile roles, and you remember him in all of them. But can you remember more than like I don't know, like four roles that Chris Pine played? Captain Kirk and I don't even know what the fuck else. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman girl or Wonder Woman Wonder, Wonder Woman boyfriend. Wonder Woman boy toy. Wonder Woman boy toy. Uh, Wonder Woman boy toy who should have been insanely put uh, off put and very creeped out. Uh, that she was using his visage to rape another man's body. That was very weird. That was that very was weird. fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's really no. Yeah. Like again, these are they're they're not big role. Like they're not you know. Again, like Johnny. Oh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Not anymore. Not no more. Yeah. And even then, I would say he's in the same kind of group. Yeah, but has, right? he was in the he was in the same category. But I don't really know any like Brad Pitt is. He he fell down to the re, the relatability level. I think, you know what no. killed it for him. You know what killed it for him. It was actually Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, God. Twelve Years a Slave, like just killed his career dead in the water. He didn't know it yet. A lot of people still don't know it, but Twelve Years a Slave is what deaded him. Yeah, it's I don't know. It, like I I just don't think any of these actors can really survive sort of the future, which means that if, when they get hit with like a me too, like they just get cycled out really quick. Well, that's the thing. Brad Pitt has been hit with, uh, from with yeah. accusations by Angela and Jolie, but it didn't create nearly that. Like the, you know, I remember the Brad films trying to like gin up, you know, discourse well, about that, but it didn't hit because, you know, they, what can you do at that stage? Like, it's not like he's well, in a whole shot their, movie, They shot yeah. their load with Amber Heard and they lost. So yeah, and it, it's like also he's kind of retired at this point almost. So it's like yeah, what do you? I mean, I like what movies has Brad Pitt done recently since like Twelve Years a Slave? I can't. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's true, but but since I don't know, like his definitely his output has really slowed. And again, like like we saw with Jonathan Majors, like that was just one one police filing, and he was done. They they swapped him out so fast for. Right? Yeah. The army immediately dropped him. And also, can I just say, um, Disney also dropped Johnny Depp uh, after those initial accusations, too. Right? Like, they were very quick to drop him from, and I think and the only one that didn't was like yeah, D- from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And then he yeah. Also got, yeah, dropped from uh, Fantastic Beasts. But I mean, that, that franchise, well, uh, it, turned, it turned Depp, out, it turned out to Depp's- be like, yeah. Giant Up's likeness is still on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Like, no, they did not yeah. wipe him completely. No. Mm-mm. 
Uh, and then as for uh, the Fantastic Beast franchise, I mean, they got they were never going to survive anyway. Yeah, taking him off was bad enough, but then J.K. Rowling turning into just an unhinged transphobe like that that killed that franchise also, dead in the water. Just, also, like let's mm-hmm. be honest, like it just wasn't very good. I mean, that's the no. yeah. Like, people were trying to say, you know, like, oh, this is us repeating okay, transphobia. I'm like, no, nah, it just sucked. She was an okay <laughs> kids author that happened to come in at the right place in time. But she is a dog shit script writer. Just here's, here's horrendous. The thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about yeah. J.K. Rowling. She did a very good job in inventing a universe around Hogwarts. But the minute you take one step outside of Hogwarts, it's dog shit. It's like there's two there's two jobs you can become. You either own like you're a small business owner next to Hogwarts, a teacher at Hogwarts, or you work for like the Wizard like Federal Reserve. That's it. Those are the three jobs. You yeah, can. yeah. And it's like, what? Like, how does this? And, and then, and work? then, and then, figuring out who gets a portion to what job takes you down some very interesting. Yeah, and, and like the yeah. fucking wizarding school map that she released, it like literally just looks like the fucking like, like they divided up like the Middle East, just like weird lines. No, like why is, like why is India and like. Yeah, why are like India and Pakistan in the same wizarding school, but Afghanistan just doesn't have one? Like just nonsense like that. You can just tell that like she didn't think put any effort into it. That's a side point. But yeah, I, I think that the reality of the depth you heard stuff, you know, is to, to like where how like you should approach this both as like a man and just as like somebody that's like kind of down to earth is just like it's it's lightning in a bottle. It's not gonna happen. Right. I don't think there is, especially not like the, this counter suit, like Marilyn Manson failed. Right. I think that every case that's going to come out of this, I, I just can't see it because again, like it, it is such a, it required such a specific turn of events. You know, it required not only the case to be heard publicly and televised, which is really rare, um, like you know, the jury to not be sequestered, which is insane. Uh, this very, very well coordinated and well oiled PR machine coming out of Johnny Depp, and it required an actor with the the inbuilt goodwill of a Johnny Depp, which very few actors, if honestly, even if any, today have. So there's just such a small number of people that 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 could ever really apply to that. It's like I don't. I don't see much future in it. I really don't. I think that what you will definitely start to see, though, is the the sort of style of Me Too being used to argue more absurd points, right? Like the the way that you know, again, like instead of arguing like, oh, um, yeah, OJ, exactly. <laughs> instead of arguing like you know, about sort of like the, like having, using these sorts of tools to talk about other things. Like instead of talking about this issue, we need to talk about how this impacts victims, right? It's, you're going to start to see victimhood playing a much larger, much more cynical role, I think, in public life. Mm. Because again, like that's essentially what both sides did, right? Whether, the thing that's kind of sad about this case and, and interesting about this case and why I find it so kind of fascinating across the board is that I can say the same things about 
Amber Heard that I say about Johnny Depp. And there's different sides that would agree with me 100% on that. Hmm. Right? Like, the way that, you know, like, to say things like, well, once you become a victim, like, you can't dislodge that. 100% Johnny Depp fans will say that exact thing about Amber Heard. And if I say that about Johnny Depp, 100% Amber Heard's heads will say that about Johnny Depp. It's, they're arguing the same thing. It's what it comes down to really at the end of the day is not so much who is the abuser, but who is the victim? Because once you figure out who the victim is, everything stops mattering, right? Yeah. You know, if, if Johnny Depp said these really insane, like messed up things that, you know, he definitely did say, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, that's just him processing his trauma and there's no such thing as a perfect victim. If you see Amber Heard admitting to like, you know, taking a swipe at Johnny Depp and all this other weird stuff that she did over text that she definitely said that she did. It's like, well, that's just her trying to survive in a violent and dangerous situation. And again, there's no such thing as a perfect victim. Both sides can use it. It, it, It's slop, right? It's, It's just the same thing being argued back and forth. And what it comes down to is who can best, who can get there the firstest with the mostest. And in this case, unfortunately, it was Johnny Depp. He beat people to the media. And because of that, he was able to triumph. And instead of looking at this outcome and saying, okay, well, this is a real problem, right? Because I I do think to get to the more, I think, salient point here, the fact that once you become a victim in the public eye, there's nothing that anyone can do to kind of talk you off of that space is a real issue, right? It's a real problem because, again, like you start to see when when you have that space, like that kind of invulnerability in public discourse, you start to see the most insane people showing up, right? And, and trying to take advantage of it. Like, I don't know, there was, um, I, maybe you remember this guy Q, but there was like a, some random Twitch streamer that was like, he was gay and his like ex-boyfriend, alleged ex-boyfriend outed him. Um, Cause he like- I, I, um, I didn't hear about that one. Basically it was this Twitch streamer who you didn't see his face. Uh, he was just a pure audio Twitch streamer. Okay. And it turned out after or a YouTuber, whichever one, you know, and this guy came out and said, oh, he did all these awful things. Here's pictures of me with him. And basically the guy showed up on camera and was like, that's not me. This is my face. That's not me. Like, under no circumstances could you say that these were the same people. They didn't even look, they barely looked similar. And there were still people that were defending the guy that was making the accusation. Like, well, we need to hear his response first. It's like, no, they're different people. Like, if they were dating, he would have used pictures of the guy. It's clearly not true. And the fact that you're still willing to die on that hill, it's insane. And and that's what everybody kind of sees. So instead of like looking at that and saying, okay, maybe we need to figure out a way of talking about, you know, sexual abuse or relationship abuse without you know, basically creating these invulnerable targets that can largely be kind of misused. Mm-hmm. What people are doing is just going, well, no, we need to double down on what we already did. Like the problem isn't that, you know, this entire system doesn't work. It's that 
leftist men aren't supporting us enough, right? It's that the media is sexist. It's that it, it's all these other things. Like, no, we were right the whole time. It was just, we can't fail. Only the internet can fail us. Only society can fail us. And it's like, no, you, like this isn't working anymore. And, and we need to, and you can keep fighting this, but like at the end of the day, it's, it's not, it's not working, right? Something is going wrong. And the more you try to grasp onto this traditional, this sort of like 2017, 2018 way of talking about this, the more you're going to slide from relevance, which yeah. in turn is a feedback loop making you even more insane, which is what we're seeing. You know, and, and I think that like that's, I mean, my kind of ending view on it sort of is that this is what this represents is people trying to come to terms with the fact, you know, like they'll say that like, oh, look at how like Hollywood will stick to this, even though they know he's like an abuser. And it's like, well, look at how you're sticking to this same method of argumentation because you yourselves have built followings around this, right? You've built entire online personas and oftentimes like for a lot of these people very profitable online or at the very least if not profitable then very public um personas around these issues and so you are equally equally invested to this very confrontational way of pushing these issues and you know all we're left with is is celebrity tribe like that's the only thing that gets people motivated. And then when, you know, I think there is a real crisis facing, you know, women in particular being like the, the rescinding of Dobbs, you're incapable of really like responding to it in a meaningful way because you're so tied up with having to constantly confront enemies online rather than actually push for something and build any sort of consensus well dobbs is real stakes right amber heard johnny depp not real stakes right it's nothing, imagined yeah. nothing to yeah i mean the wins are imaginary the losses are imaginary here's so. here's the thing here's the thing though here's the thing and this is the one question that nobody ever seems to be able to answer is whenever we have these like breakouts of celebrity discourse or, you know, the, uh, just the general like gender war having to do with celebrity trials or some famous politician that co uh, copying sleeves bag or whatever the question I always have to ask is what the fuck do you want me to do about it? What am I supposed yeah. what, in what way can I affect the outcome? What do you want me to do? Yeah, is the judge of this case a leftist man? Is the jury a leftist man? <laughs> what was that guy's saying? wife a leftist man that was sending him the text? Are <laughs> are these insane nurses leftist? Like who you're, are you? you're you're supposed to post about it and affirm all the insane well, takes that you see. I mean that that's the only thing I could think of. I suppose. And here's here's my question to the people that post things like that. Suppose that that I take that on its face value. Suppose that Amber Heard had won. Would you be thanking leftist men? Yeah. Of course right? not. Yeah. No. They would, and, complain, and so they would complain that you had not done enough. You had not written hard enough for the cause. Well, no. I mean, here's the thing. Like when, 
and, and this is why I think that it is increasingly this this certain type of of like feminist is becoming more more detached from society and and it's because like and, and from the mainstream is because it's like the way they view other people is frankly like especially men is frankly a very unhealthy way to view anyone where it's like yes. if we succeed it's in spite of you or if we fail it's because of you like you can never succeed you can only fail us or or be you know escape the chopping block for now well i mean the, well they have to think about their position rory i mean what exactly is feminism accomplished right are women paid equally to are, are women not you know i know you guys love the femicide subject but you know this femicide been eradicated no no well, and that's yeah, so the funniest it's like, thing, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, really, what what did feminism? I mean, they got you know their shit rocked in the seventies by Phyllis Schlafly, right? Lost on the Equal Rights Amendment, and since then, what have they done? It's become very, very. Sean Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> Killed Anthony Bourdain. I mean, yeah, you're kind of right where it's like, yeah, it's, how do I put this? It is a, it, it's sort of a failing system. Like it, it just, you know, people will say like, oh, like it has me too gone too far. And it's like, that's not really the right question to ask. The, the really right question to ask is, where is me? Too has going? it done anything? Yeah. Well, where is it going? going? It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't going anywhere in the first place. Like, ever, I mean, I like. Oh man, my white hot take, where it's like, I think this really kind of started with like the Kavanaugh stuff, where it's like now we're just like dragging up random shit from way in the past that, like, honestly, no person can really adequately evaluate in a meaningful sense. You've got, but even since then, like, since Biden in particular, it's kind of bad. Where it's like you have. You know, like uh, the woman canceling her boyfriend, who's like an editor at Eater New York. It's like, uh, you know, Gus Johnson's girlfriend, like outing him for being like mean to her in their failing relationship. It's like this is just this is just people so, like like finishing their their petty differences for people's you know attention and and the ability to sort of like like spin takes off of it. That's it. Yeah. Right. You like forgot, that's, You forgot my favorite Rory Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yeah. Aziz Ansari, uh, West Elm, Kayla, like just this no. nonsense where it's like, all of these are just, you know, I, I call them what I like to call them are, are flashlight accusations where, yeah, it's just like a campfire. You just take the flashlight and like, you know, you take your flashlight and you, you sort of put it under your face and you're like, and, and then I walked up the stairs and then I was in his room and then we kind of like made out for a while uh, and I felt very scared and then I left and you're like, okay, but like what, what happened, right? Like, what, hold on, like you're, you're using a lot of very scary words that make it sound like something really bad is happening. But when I actually like put it down uh, in my head, I'm like, well, hold on, like this doesn't, makes sense right like all you're doing is just describing like 
someone giving you bad head and then leaving. Like, where does the, the abuse come into it outside of just like you feeling very scared? And I'm sorry, if you feel very scared, why are you inviting this guy over to your apartment mm-hmm. in the first place? Like, this is it just the, the thoughts that you're describing don't line up with the actions. And, and at this stage, we're like, yeah, we're just like, it's not going forward. It's like it's it's just stuck in place. It's and it's becoming increasingly petty as they run out of people to talk about. So it's like it's not that it's gone too far. It's that it's completely aimless and nobody nobody wants to say anything about it. One because like I think that men aren't allowed to say anything about it because you know again it's not our issue. And the women that do say something about it are pick me's and oftentimes let's be honest, aren't especially well spoken about it. And the women that have any kind of cachet in these circles, aren't going to say anything about it because frankly, they don't want to get pushed out of the circle themselves or, you know, their brand is built off of it. And so it's, it's this almost like a zombie movement at this stage that can kind of no longer that's sort of like no longer able to really provide anyone with any real meaning anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, that's why we're still talking about depth. He heard literally a year later, almost like we're, we're coming up close on the one year anniversary of that decision. Right. And, and people still can't stop talking about it, even though like at this stage, almost everybody's moved on. I'm certainly having Amber. Heard oh, it. Hang on. What? Because uh, uh, Mantra brought up Chris Hardwick. What What happened with him again? I don't remember. I mean, again, these are like, it's also, you know what? It almost, has, it's also you know. minor where it's, you know, and, and like, again, it's this weird it, sense. Like, the Aziz and Sorry one, that's, that's the one where I was like, okay, all right. We're like, the roller coaster is, we've, we've, we've peaked, right? For, the for roller coaster me, ride is, it's about to end. For me, it was when, like, during the Kavanaugh hearings, I was chatting to someone, and they were like, well, it doesn't matter if he did it. He's, like, an anti-abortion activist. And I'm like, hmm. Kind of does, though. Like, hold on a minute here, everyone. Like, that's... Don't, like... You don't know what you're saying with that. Like, you basically just said, like, the veracity of this accusation doesn't matter. What matters is that he's a bad guy. And look, I agree, he's a bad guy, but, like kind of makes it hard to argue after that point, right? I was sort of like, no, like, this is no longer, like, this is just you using this as a political cover. And again, I mean, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but the Republicans managed to walk off, me too. They yeah. really did. They walked yeah. it off because well, they... I mean, they, here's the thing. They called They called the bluff early. They knew, they knew in the long run it was going to end up being bullshit. And you know why? Because they looked at the, I'll, I'll tell you it right now, because I, I was I'm friends with a lot of Republican attorneys, and they looked at the staff on Time's Up, and they said, this is a freaking liberal stitch-up. And they were right. It was. It absolutely was. I'm sorry. It, like, there's no way around that. Like, these are the people that fell on their swords for Joe Biden and... <laughs> Joe Biden, I can kind of understand, but Anthony Cuomo is just like, are you out of your mind? Like Anthony fucking Cuomo. Like, Anthony the Cuomo. The biggest goomba Andrew, you ever Andrew met in your Cuomo. life. Sorry, not Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. It's all right. Yeah. Cuomo. It's all right. Like, you like, fell the, under the biggest fucking this, goomba ever. Yeah. This I, I am gay. I am black. 
They're like, oh, wow, I'm so worried that New York is going to fall to the Republicans. Oh, no, this is this strong. Dude, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo gave the state assembly to the Republicans with that. Oh, God, what was that Democratic coalition he put together? I can't remember the name of it. But, yeah, he basically it was- set it up. He's like the shittiest Democrat that you have. And you guys are going like you guys are just like, we need to be his again. They did the exact same thing that that the the that like the people who are getting mad at uh, Johnny Depp's team did. They were crisis managers. Right. And I will tell you, the guys who really if you want to see take a look at the shakers and the movers. Look at the I forget the firm. I think it's hold on. Yeah. When when is the last time that Brown Rudnick? Republican governor, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, would that have been, um, I guess it would have been Pataki. Yeah. Thank you, doc. Thank yeah. you, Dr. Claw, the independent democratic committee and Liz Smith. Thank you. Yeah. Oh Liz. yeah, that's right. Oh, Liz, Liz Smith. Good God. Yeah. Oh, oh. A, a Mayor Pete alumnus. My God. Yeah. Um, oh God. She's still uh, on that train, by the way. Most, her. most, most like, sexually healthy democrat i the thing that, that <laughs> wilds me out is that she, she is she had men sucking her toes dog dude can i just say respect to the clintons for backing anthony wiener as long as they did <laughs> like, you, like dude, obama would have taken that guy out behind the shed <laughs> two minutes he would have taken one look at this greasy like skin flint and been like fuck this guy get him out Like, we do not need this kind of bad press. And the Clintons were like, no, we're going to marry one of our closest family friends to you. We're going to we're going to turn you into a political empire. You just and then he's like, like, again, just no matter what you can say about the Bill and Hillary Clinton, they are incredible judges of character. It's funny you bring up the Clintons because the reaction of women to Amber Heard, you know, calling her a liar, etc., is very similar to the way women reacted to Monica Lewinsky. Or I have never, I have never seen women get as vicious as they did to Monica. Yeah, <laughs> like they I were, mean, they were ready to slit her throat and leave her by the roadside. They hated her. I mean, mm. and, and like it was the same thing with like. I mean, it wasn't as bad for Tara Reid, but it was so funny to go back and like read the same articles about like Tara Reed and um, uh, the woman that accused Kavanaugh. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Christine Blasey Ford. Even though like, let's be honest, both of them an equal amount of evidence on their side. Like I can't really, you know, the, the fact that you would choose one over the other seems very kind of suspect to me, but like, mm-hmm. you know, both yeah. of them have their own issues. I mean, both of them have their own like, very clear biases. I mean, you know, you can't throw, keep one and throw out the other. Right. But again, yeah, exactly. They were, they, the Republicans took one look at this whole movement. They saw Alyssa Milano, all the heads of the, the times up organization, all these media people. And they said, this is a stitch up. This is a stitch up. We see it a mile away and we're, and so they didn't bend to it. And I was surprised at the time. I'm like, I don't know why they don't just, throw Kavanaugh out and just pick a different guy. And it was like, no, because they realized like the minute you falter, like you lose face. And and that's why they managed to walk this off. Whereas 
I don't know if the Democrats really did. And I, and I think that sort of since really since the election of Joe Biden, the, the, the sort of me too as like a social movement has kind of ended. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but it's certainly it's stalled out. I would say like, no, there's no, no real, I, I, I'm unequivocal. My declaration is dead. If it wasn't dead already, it died during that seven minute standing ovation yesterday. Like it's done. It, it's done. It's over. It's like, there's no, like, I, I don't, again, where is it going? Where's the, the next frontier? Where's the forward movement? It's become gyno pessimism. It's just all these people sitting around on Twitter. Like, this is it. We're, you know, we're done for like, you know, it's all over. And it's like, that's yeah, men, not men, are, men are all irredeemable. That whole line and, is. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, guys, like, how do you think this makes you look like just genuinely unappealing to anyone? Like, like, no, here's the thing. Like all these people, it's especially funny when I see the girl bosses doing this one or the self-described bosses. Cause it's like, no, like that is not boss mentality you come with solutions, not with problems. Right. And all of these people, man, they got nothing but problems, man. That's well, there's, there's social cat. I, I don't know if I could, it's definitely probably a development of social media, but there's social cachet and followers to be gotten from being a victim, right. From having a sob story, right. You get attention that way. There's cachet. You know? Yeah. And, and people, I mean, I always loved when I heard this argument, people would say like, well, why would somebody make up like, such a horrible thing is like being like sexually abused. I'm like, well, cause like, you know, you do realize that like, they're not actually being sexually abused if they're making it up. It's like saying, why would somebody like pretend to have cancer if they didn't actually have it? Cancer sucks. It's like, yeah, but they don't actually have it. Like they don't, that doesn't actually happen to them. If they say it happened to them, they just, they get to enjoy the sort of post event happening. Like the, the sort of like social, benefit of that really what it is is just munchausen by me too right like you get all the the apologies oh, yeah like that one yeah that, no, that's, that's a good one munchausen yeah. by me too good god that's it i mean that's like i mean today there was that like q you sent me that one post where it was this woman who was like i'm glad that family guy is getting kicked off the tv because like or that he's getting removed from um like the fox network because one yeah. time I was raped and I went on TV or I went to, or no, I, one time I was like sexually assaulted at like a music festival. I came back to the hotel, turned it on and it or turned, turned on, on, Ad, turned on Adam and, swim. Yeah. And it was a family guy joke about rape. And it's like, okay, what does this have to do? Like, <laughs> what did that have to do with the, that? So is, what it was, that is, what, what, that what, is, what, is a, no, no, no. That's a phenomenal so shoe. That's a phenomenal shoe. Warren. I'm sorry. Yeah, the show was not canceled. It was suspended pending suspended. the end of the writer's strike. Yeah. And then someone was like, well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but it's just suspended. It's not. And she's like, well, it should go away. <laughs> like, 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 that's like me saying like Mother's Day should be banned because I one time after my mom died, I saw a Mother's Day commercial. It's like, it's just, no, it's insane. Or like your mother, I mean, well, here's here's the other one, you know, your mother in particular happens to be happened to be abusive. So, you know, people celebrating Mother's Day. I, I, I'm glad that we I'm glad we were not doing the open Mother's Day celebrations because of COVID because my mother was abusive to me. And it's like, sometimes it's like, is, everything isn't about you. Yeah, 
yeah, just yeah. shut up. Keep it to like, yourself. I'm, like, I'm sorry that thing. happened to you, but my God, like that's no. Here's the thing. You want and again, you want, what do you want me to do about that? Yeah, it's well. Here's my thing. Like, especially with that, you know, because there was this whole discourse. I was going to do a video about it just because of how like fucking idiotic it was. But like, all these people are like, oh, you know, it's it's disgusting. Like, they're the left is canceling Mother's Day because they were apparently like you can opt out of like Mother's Day advertising that gets sent to your email address if you have like an issue with Mother's Day. And I'm like, no, I want more Mother's Day advertising as a PODM person of dead mom. Like, you know, like the one benefit I get to Mother's Day is like, I look at the prices everybody's paying. I'm like, oh, good thing I don't have to pay that. Like, you know, oh, geez, you know, if anything, send me more of it and like jump the price up too. That's what I want, right? I want, I want to look at this and go like, thank God, I don't have to spend that kind of change. Like, whoo. Look, I mean, it's not going to change the fact that she's gone, but at least, you know, I get some solace that I'm saving some money, right? Uh, But again, it's like there's no, it's a pity party. And yeah, it's this like, it's this sense of like, oh, by the way, like uh, family guys uh, getting cancer. Well, let me tell you about the time I got, I got groped at a music festival. It's like, Like, what? What is this? It's like, oh, you weren't talking about me for five minutes? Like, hold on. Let me fix that. Yeah. Just a minute. Like, let me tell you, have I mentioned that not only was I abused, but I was also got cancer from it? Like, it's just this constant one-upping. And it's like, this is not healthy, right? And, And the fact that, like, we can't bring up the fact that, like, well, obviously some people are doing this for, for cloud, right? And, and I think one, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but there was that one article about, um, oh, the uh, Marilyn Manson accuser, which I thought was kind of weird. I, I sent it to you, Q. Remember that? It was a Rolling Stone article. You're talking about anyway, Rachel Lloyd? No, that's you. The, the lady who was, um, she said that she felt like she was manipulated into uh, going along with Evan Rachel Woods. No. Well, yes, yes, it was that. But I sent, I, I think I said, and you sent me that video about the woman saying that. I sent you an article where basically it was supposed to be just a story about um, like Evan Rachel Wood and this this case. But they essentially completely ignored the fact that this woman had at that point recanted the case. Her right, case. right, 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 right. And then it continued, like, no, 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 didn't exactly ignore it. It was mentioned in the article, but it, only in such a uh, almost like a dismissive way, saying like, yeah, "Yeah, she has gone back on her testimony." But we can't discount the fact that women can be manipulated into and, and re- bullied into, online by these, yeah. by these Amber so Heard. What was this somebody who was supposed to corroborate Evan Rachel Wood's story? Well, yes, no, that, that she had her own that she had her own story of abuse yeah. by Marilyn Manson, but then oh, she went okay. on. I mean, she like very publicly recanted it, said that she felt uh, manipulated into giving um, false testimony, yeah. both by Evan Rachel Wood and, and by, I believe it was her lawyer, um, yeah. and had, had gone on multiple shows and podcasts to say, yeah, that actually did not happen. Like and, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was exhausted. Yeah. I was tired. I didn't, I didn't know what I was being called in. To talk about and they were co- in a way coercing me to give false testimony 
Now, no, I can't say yeah. whether it's true or not, but the fact that it showed up in the Rolling Stone article and she wasn't even interviewed for the article. Her name was brought up, but she wasn't interviewed or even asked about no. why she recanted the testimony. They, they mentioned was, the podcast she was on, yeah. too, which was and, – yeah. and the thing is, not only – and this is where I personally began to get very kind of skeezed out by the whole thing, was when they – instead of quoting the actual woman – they went to Evan Rachel's Wood, or Evan Rachel Wood's attorney for a statement. Yeah, and it's like, but it's not just. Well, here's the thing: you might be skeezed out, but me looking at that, I'm like, that is a severe breach of journalistic ethics. Oh yeah, that you're absolutely. Not, you're not if you're going to bring somebody up yeah. that way, especially if you're going to ask for a comment or even try to speculate on what their mindset. You have you to reach to out them. for. You have yeah, to reach out for an interview add, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, they but... didn't. And you can tell because they never mentioned the fact that they reached out. The woman said that she was never contacted. And the journalist that wrote the article never, never acknowledged that. Never yeah. acknowledged it. So it's like, no. Never, like, didn't, it's... didn't say reached out to her for comments, but the call wasn't returned or was declined or whatever. Not a. It, not a single thing. You can't, like, whichever editor let that one slide uh, did a disservice to the writer. You're not, you're not, you can't do that. You can't do that. No. And, and and especially to just to simply quote her. I mean, it would be the equivalent, honestly, of me um, writing an article about, I don't know, um, Evan Rachel Wood from like a pro Marilyn Manson. Well, not even from a pro Marilyn Manson perspective. And if that woman came out and accused him, instead of interviewing her, I interviewed Marilyn Manson's attorney about what she was saying. It's like, yeah, of course he's going to say she's been bullied. What are you talking about? Like, of course yeah. they're going to say she's lied. It's, it, the attorney, they're not going to go, oh, yeah, that one's real bad for our side, chief. Can't, oh, gee, that's a real, that's a real stick in the old, the old spokes on that one. Whoops. Like, no, they're going to tell you the same thing that they're going to give you the, the impression that this woman was lying. And, or it, it was, it wasn't that she was lying. It was that she was like bullied into basically recanting her story by getting back to the Amber Heard stuff, the sort of pro Amber Heard, like or the pro Johnny Depp extremist, this new kind of alt-right that they've sort of kind of cooked up, honestly. Like, again, there it does exist, but it's not nearly as... They're essentially trying to do their own version of, like, the alt-right, but just specifically about... Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Yeah. Like, eh. And and exactly right. Like they're they're trying to blame this essentially, or they were trying to blame that on basically this woman being bullied. And I don't know if like I don't really know what her deal is. I mean, I listened to a little bit of her interview, and my sense, and this is just my opinion, I don't know if she was necessarily telling the truth that like nothing ever happened, but I, I definitely don't think she was bullied. I think that if anything, she saw the way the wind was blowing and was like, I'm just going to like try to get some juice on podcasts for, I'm, to try to, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate either way. Cause I, 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 I can't really speculate it. either way, but I would say that's a far more. Well, well, frankly, like the only thing that, the only thing that I can offer is that if you're going to write an article covering that story, yeah, it, it does like it does behoove like you are obligated to reach out to the, the person for comment if they're going to be a subject of your story and you're going to start speculating as to their motives, you know, for changing their story. But yeah, no, anyhow, it, it, uh, I was going to say, because we, you know, we're, we're going into uh, two hour uh, territory. So I think we should we could probably wrap this one up. Um, also, didn't know I didn't know if you all knew, but uh, superstar Billy Graham, one of the greatest wrestling heroes of all time, 
passed away this evening. So did not know that. Uh, pouring out for the superstar. But here's the thing: a lot of people don't know who Superstar Billy Graham is. Superstar Billy Graham, he was the blueprint for Hulk Hogan. Seriously, go 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 look up Superstar Billy Graham. Like go Google him and tell me that his look, like his original look, before he went, he sh- he he uh, shaved his head, 